Walking in Our Spirits with the Holy Spirit, Part 2, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. In Part 1 of Walking in Our Spirits with the Holy Spirit, we discussed living a defeated lifestyle. As a result, the flesh is control of our carnal soul man. We also discussed how our flesh, or bodysuit, is wonderfully designed by God to be a perfect home for our spirit and soul, making it possible for us to live on this planet. Never was it to govern our lives, however. Yet we spend the majority of our time and resources satisfying its desires. Our soul man is consequently enslaved by its whims and has to satisfy the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. That is, until our minds encountered the end-time knowledge of God. We have happily discovered from the truth being released, God had a plan from the beginning of the earth to restore man's perfection and bring him back to the kingdom of God. Adam and Eve may have sold out to Satan, but Jesus redeemed us, and Jubilee is soon coming. How foolish we have been to be content with this world. As the descendants of Adam and Eve, we have been lulled into being satisfied with the knowledge she chose for herself and her husband, and have blindly submitted to the resulting corruption, decay, and disharmony introduced by the enemy. Problems and heartache are taught to be expected. Old age and eventually death, the norm. None of this is part of the kingdom of God. Every bit of it is the fruit of the knowledge Eve chose and the manifestation of the adversary's plans for the human race. Things are changing, however, and the tables are turned. God is revealing His plans. What wonderful things await us! God says He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could think of or want. Scripture says, It is His good pleasure to give the kingdom to His children. Scripture also tells us we can be like Him. When we look back on all the things the Lord did when He was on earth and remembering that He said we would do even greater, what do you suppose we could actually do? John chapter 14 verse 12 Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. What kind of people could we be? What are our true capabilities? I mean, Jesus did things like read minds. Matthew chapter 9, verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. I don't know about you, the reader, but I was taught mind reading was a cult and practiced by Satan's people and not by God's family. But think about this. How many times have we known what someone was going to say before they said it, 
or finished a sentence for someone. Hmm, was this a leftover from something we were once able to do? Or, look how Jesus sensed things. How many times have we been around someone for the first time, yet we feel like we've known them forever and immediately like them? Or the opposite, we have the distinct sense we don't care for someone we just met and do not have a clue why. Is this because we know things in our spirit that our soul man is not aware of? It would seem then our spirit man has capabilities that our soul man does not possess. The fact is, our spirit understands the spirit realm, whereas our soul understands this world, or the soulish realm. Since Jesus returned to the heavenlies, all the promises of God, although true and real, are in the spirit realm. That's why we're told to call those things that are not as though they are. They are. If we want the covenants of God and the promises to manifest in our everyday life, then we must learn to walk with our spirit man in the lead and renew our mind's database. Let me explain. The Word of God must replace the Adamic knowledge in our memory banks because that thinking is in opposition many times to what God says. The world's knowledge is therefore faithless and causes us to doubt, making it impossible for the promises to come forth. The world's intellect makes us feel comfortable with how the world operates in lieu of being victorious in God's kingdom. When God says there is nothing impossible for us, the Spirit agrees and knows the kingdom laws to back it. But our soul will point out the impossibilities and can quote the laws of this realm to prove it. Our database, gathered from the world's knowledge, is much more complete and has endless failures on file to swear soul man's search. The mind of Christ was filled with what the Father said. He was in the world, but no part of it, so he operated freely under kingdom laws. This means he was not bound to physical laws. His spirit controlled his soul and body. He freely walked on water, through walls, healed every kind of sickness, and delivered every kind of evil spirit out of all that asked. Yet he ate, drank, slept, rejoiced, was saddened, etc., because he was exactly like us, except his flesh did not control him. Hebrews Chapter 2, verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. We can't say he didn't have the same problems we have either. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 tells us, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He walked in what he knew and remembered what the Father said. He did not even consider his flesh. He therefore could not be controlled by the enemy, as they have no power over a mind filled with the word of God, nor a mind well versed in kingdom law. 
Until we are circumcised from this world's knowledge, however, circumcised from the mess man has created through his dead words, circumcised from the world systems and no longer conformed or assimilated into it, or people that resist God's truth, we will not be able to mentally tap into the spirit realm, nor the perfection of life it offers. There is no real victory in the world. Everything is crumbling. But here is the good news. All this can change because our spirit is connected to the mind of Christ. He clearly understands the sovereignty of God's laws and operates from the word of God that is fed to our minds. We must grasp the fact that if we insist on hanging on to our intellect gleaned from the world's knowledge, it will be our soul man that will respond to rationalize how to accomplish our desires. If we renounce that knowledge from the tree of good and evil and choose the mind of the tree of life, we will then have access to the capabilities God intended for His children, the heirs of His kingdom. How do we function through our spirit man? By being disciplined about what is fed into our hearts and minds. Trash concerning the world is largely what our minds are filled with, which is automatically processed by our soul man. Kingdom food is processed by our spirit man, causing worthwhile, faith-filled things to happen. What is in our heart forms our desire, as it is the seat of our will. What is in our memory bank addresses the measure of success we will have in fulfilling that desire. If we desire healing, for instance, and all that we have in our memory bank is a few fundamental scriptures, that's a very small database. So when thoughts flood our minds from the world with its vast foundation of solutions and remedies, our soul man will search out and settle the problem by the world's standards. There is so much house cleaning to do in our minds that if we trashed all that should be trashed, we would probably not have much more true knowledge than a child. Hmm. Doesn't it say such like ones inherit the kingdom? Unless we're as a little child, we will not see the kingdom. Mark chapter 10 verse 15. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. So to be like a child is maybe not such a bad thing after all. There are probably some that will not understand this message, and some that even if they do, will not be interested in change. But I guarantee this, those that make up the Lord's body will humbly be willing to change. They will comprehend the need for a new earth, restored according to Christ's calculations, and a new heaven, void of Satan's presence. To be a part of a corporate body Jesus can function through, we must be ready to do the things He did when He walked the earth before. How can this be? We must circumcise ourselves from the old, and with all our hearts and minds, embrace the plan of God. Embrace His will, embrace His laws, and enter His rest. The Father understands we have been taught incorrectly for 7,000 years, and we can't overnight build a database from His thoughts. But we are His workmanship, and He promises to complete and perfect 
that which he started. So in his plan is our personal future. Instead of living the dream as the world says, we will be living the plan. The plan of God, that is. Now think about this. All that are a part of his plan will experience 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 54. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead, dead in Christ, will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Those that rest in the plan of God are the children of promise. All creation eagerly awaits, mentioned in Romans chapter 8, verse 19 and verse 21. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. In closing, these children of God are called by Jesus, children of the wind. They are ones that have matured to the image of God, spirits led by the Holy Spirit. Let us read these final scriptures to help us increase our database. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 49 And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, descendants of fallen Adam, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. One's born through God's word, the result of his desire, his will. Romans chapter 8 Verse 29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. John chapter 3, verses 6 and 8, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We, the born again, are spirits, that have a soul and live in a body. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Our beginning was in the mind of God before the earth was formed, eternal children that have no end. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. These predestined ones walk according to the leading of their spirit, with the Holy Spirit.